there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome back into Follow the Money on a Friday. Stormy Bonantoni and Tim Murray holding down the fort for Mitch and Polly as they get some well-deserved rest and recovery from a long football season. We are live from Circa Resort and Casino, and it is rare, I know, for the guys to get any sort of breaking news that comes yeah. out at, you know, for in Pacific time, 5 o'clock in the morning here. But we had a report come through about 10 minutes ago or so from The Athletic regarding Russell Wilson and a few things that he apparently wanted to have happen during his time in Seattle. Yeah, so courtesy of The Athletic, uh, I feel like multiple of their reporters, it just says by athletic staff, but uh, here is the report. Before the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to the Broncos, he requested the team fire Pete Carroll and general manager John Schneider, that according to league sources, Uh, They told The Athletic, and here's how the article breaks down, Stormy. It says, Wilson was convinced that Carroll and Schneider were inhibiting his quest to win additional Super Bowls and individual awards, according to a league sources who spoke to The Athletic on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss the details. The quarterback had preferred a replacement in mind. And here's the kicker. Sean Payton, who had just stepped down as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Wilson placed his request to fire the coach and GM in February of 2022. Within days of his call, top team officials met and decided to pursue trading Russell Wilson, according to sources. And now, of course, Payton and Wilson are together in Denver. So he ended up getting what he wanted out of the situation, I guess, in the end, a year removed from, although the entire, well, I feel like, go ahead. And no, and I'm going to say is right now, a year into it, it feels like the Seattle Seahawks won made, that 
won, won that won, made way. the right decision right from the jump. They have the Broncos first round pick this year. Uh, they got it last year. They'll have it next year. Geno Smith has, we'll see what he is this upcoming year, but was, you know, comeback player of the year, uh, emerged as a pro bowler. So whereas Russ, meanwhile, has failed a five and 12 season, his first year in Denver and his head coach got fired out of it and signed a massive deal with massive cap implications. We'll see ultimately what the Seahawks decide to do uh, there in the uh, with with Geno Smith. But yeah, this is uh, this is really interesting. And, you know, are you of the belief that Sean Payton heading into Denver can get Russell Wilson back to what he once was in Seattle. He's never been a league MVP. Has been a, a pro bowler, I think almost I think nine or 10 times. Obviously won a Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, for, for a long stretch there, it was he was one of the more frightening mm-hmm. quarterbacks from the betting side to bet against because he was just always in games. And uh, this year it just felt like completely overvalued uh, in the betting market. This was a team that took a ton of, you know, preseason uh, Super Bowl futures and, of course, didn't even make the playoffs. Well, and that's the big question, right, is will Sean Payton, quote-unquote, fix Russell Wilson and get him back to what he once was, as you put it? I am not particularly confident that that's going to happen <laughs> um, just because we saw so much this past year that wasn't just, like, scheme-driven that he was failing, right? Like, a lot of it was because he just whether it was connectivity with his receivers or whatever, what he was just off and he was unable to produce, particularly in the red zone, which is uh, like, that's not what we've grown to expect from Russell Wilson period throughout the course of his career. Like let Russ cook was a thing that we were saying in a positive way, not making fun of for a long time for a reason, because he did have that. And so I like that Sean Payton has come in right off the top and he's, you know, put his foot down that, Russell Wilson is not in charge and that Russell Wilson's not going to have his own outside quarterback coach. And that, you know, the things that he's been kind of knocked for of having his own office in the facility and not being around the guys. I think that's something that can change through Sean Payton. And maybe that'll make a difference on the field. I, for one, don't like to associate with other people. So, you know, I have an office and you guys, you know, go into it. No, I, it is, uh, the, his office on the second floor and, you know, everyone else on, on the first floor, the dynamic, all of that stuff. Like I, Russell Wilson has always kind of seemed a bit, I'll say, calculated in a lot of uh, the way that he goes about it. Remember a couple of years ago, he went on the, the Dan Patrick show and, and kind of threw his offensive line under the bus. It's just he's always one step ahead, it feels like. And, you know, the whole Broncos nation let's ride. But what's what's interesting is you got this story brewing. And did you see yesterday who the Broncos hired as their quarterback coach? Davis Webb, who is six years Russell Wilson's junior. So that'll be interesting to see how that, how that all plays out. Davis Webb, who was uh, Daniel Jones's backup, is uh, reportedly going to be the Broncos' new quarterback coach. He's 28 years old. Russell Wilson is 34 years old. So I don't know how that dynamic will play out. I mean, ultimately, well, I mean, Sean Payton's the boss. It's all that matters. But. And to be fair, like... Sean McVay did exist as a very young head coach with older players. And, you know, like there, it's not like that's never happened before. Even you see the coordinator who come up from, who's come up from the Eagles, who's on the younger side. He's what, 37 years old. So yeah. Yeah. So like head coach now. 
So, like, the, these things happen. That's fine. Um, I'm just fresh off the field, though. It's just it, this report, though, is just really interesting to me because we knew there was dysfunction in Seattle. That was clear. We knew Russ was unhappy. And at least from my perspective, from the outside looking in, I thought that that was because like Pete Carroll and the offense weren't utilizing him properly, weren't utilizing him to his strengths. That's why I thought when he came to Denver that that would flip the switch and he's got a great defense backing him up. He's got weapons in the pass game. Things could really like open up the AFC here and they could be a contender for the division. Clearly we saw that crash and fail. Um, but I, I don't know if Sean Payton is the answer or not. Maybe because he's so excited about Sean Payton, that'll change his attitude and that'll kind of change his approach. Well, and, and I, you know, on a nightly basis, I sit next to the Sean King who I, especially when it comes to, to quarterbacks and, his analysis of coaches in the NFL, uh, I'll take his word over a lot of people's. And he said it last year and really sticks by it that Sean Payton is the best play caller in the NFL. Um, You look at how poorly Russell Wilson played last year, career lows and touchdowns, completion percentage, uh, just threw 3,500 yards. Uh, Look, Nathaniel Hackett was clearly in over his head. We saw that from week one when he settled for a, you know, 61-yard field goal instead of trying to push the ball a little bit uh, with Russell Wilson. So we'll see how it all plays out. But, you know, once again, this story coming out, how last year unfolded, Stormy, it feels like as of right now, Seattle absolutely is in the winning side of this trade. Well, and I'm somebody that after they lost Russ and, I mean, you know, you... They were thought to be the worst team in the NFL. That's what I was going to say. You think all the things you about Geno Smith prior to what we know we saw on the field this year. And like, I was very much so of the camp. I was like, Seattle is going to win four games, maybe. Like, that's how I thought. And I was so happy to be proven wrong. Um, and it, enough to where, like, I, I want Geno Smith. Like, I want guys like that to have success and to show up and show out. Not enough to win the division, which they didn't. So thank goodness for that. Go Niners. But, like, I thought it was cool that Seattle was able to turn things around and wake up without Russ. Yeah, and uh, just more different reports coming out. So uh, another one uh, regarding this, uh, it does say um, that, you know, right now it looks like the Broncos players have are, you know, getting behind Russell Wilson here. So the Athletics spoke to more than 15 Broncos players, coaches, and staffers during the 2022 season, some were granted anonymity to speak freely about sensitive topics. Many of these interviews described a team without direction, a first-team head coach who was too accommodating, an inexperienced coaching staff around him, and a star quarterback who failed to live up expectations after getting what he wanted. So, um, yeah, this is uh, Sean Payton's knew what he was walking into, and and now, um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett was was clearly the wrong hire for a franchise who made this big time trade. And when you're living in this neighborhood, which is you know Justin Herbert out in Los Angeles, who was not maybe fully lived up to expectations, but you know the talent is there, and they bring in Kellen Moore to run their offense, which I think some people see as a as a big positive moving forward. Oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs just won another Super Bowl, and he won another MVP. Las Vegas certainly seems like they're in a, a bit of 
downward trend here unless they go out and convince Aaron Rodgers out of the darkness that he's going to be <laughs> a, a Las Vegas Raider. Doesn't seem like that is is uh, likely. And I know the Jets have reached out to uh, the Packers about potentially trading for um, Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, it's um, it does feel like a buy low opportunity. But you know, we'll see. I you know, this is uh, he. He's got a big, big contract behind him, and uh, that always takes some maneuvering to to put a lot proper talent around him. Yeah, the thing with um with on the Aaron Rodgers side of things is I, that I feel like hasn't really been acknowledged a ton is that if you get Derek Carr, you just have to pay him. If you get Aaron Rodgers, you're giving up assets. Oh yeah. And so that's something that we can get into a little bit later in the show. One last thing, just to round out the Russell Wilson and the Broncos situation. This is a Denver team that has felt like for so long they're a quarterback away because they have had all of the other pieces. They thought when they got Russ that that was what was going to happen. That's why they paid him. That's why they took that on. They have had Denver 12 starting quarterbacks since Peyton Manning. 12. That's how many they've gone through. So we'll see if, if Sean Payton and that connection with Russell Wilson in 2023 is the answer and can get them over the hump because it is a crying shame to put that defense to waste. Dun, dun, dun. We well, that's why a- you pay Sean Payton as much yeah. money as he, as he did. We have a fun segment coming up next where Aaron Rodgers will be a topic. Do you concur? Coming up on Follow the Money. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Remember, everybody, if you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college hoops, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN pro subscriber with an introductory offer 
of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays made from show hosts and guests, tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the year where our experts have bracket breakdowns, top plays, and daily props as well. Don't miss out, though. This is a limited time offer. You can visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up. Again, just $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Great moments in history have begun with a question. They are not to be, that is the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And what kind of hair product does Mitch Moss use? But follow the money wants to know. Do you concur? Concur with What, sir? Do you concur? Some of the world's many questions. Let's get into this. Okay, do you concur? The parody in college basketball this year will make the tournament more fun than normal years. I concur. I think it will be uh, phenomenal. I think we're going to see multiple top seeds exit before the second weekend. So I do concur. However, the stipulation is you like Cinderella until the final four, and then you want to see the big Mm -hmm. boys go head to head. Nobody outside of, you know, the 13 people that fill up their gymnasium on a nightly basis wanted St. Peter's in the Final Four last year. We wanted UNC. We wanted Duke. We wanted Kansas. We wanted Villanova. Uh, so I do concur. I think the parity is a good thing this year. For I will say, basketball. though, a few years ago, I really wanted Loyola Chicago to go all the way. Give me Sister Jean in the title. Well, they, did, they did make it to the Final Four. That was a run, and then they got smoked. But, you know, I'm from the D.C. area. My mom went to George Mason. Their run was... Uh, Bye, George, as uh, <laughs> as they called it, as they beat UConn. All right, um, let's see. Where do I want to start here? I'll go a little candy for Stormy. I know Stormy's okay. got a sweet tooth. Holiday Reese's, greater sign, regular Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm talking about no matter what shape they're in, oh, yeah. whether it's a, a Halloween egg or a Christmas tree, or I don't know if they do menorahs, but they should. Any Holiday Reese's amplifies it over just your regular peanut butter cup. I absolutely concur. And this is something that I stand by like no other. I said on national television on an ESPN college football game during Halloween, we had to rank out our favorite candies. Oh. And I specified Reese's is number one, but it must be the holiday shapes. And you're right. It's any shape. It's different. The peanut butter to chocolate ratio is just different. They do an excellent job. I love the trees. I love the eggs. I love the hearts. I love the bunnies. You, Whatever you're doing, Reese's, keep on doing it. Absolutely concur. Okay, rolling along here. Notre Dame football oh God. will be in championship contention in the next three years. I concur because we're going to the playoff, expanding the playoffs. So I guess what's your definition? Is making the playoff championship contention? If so, yeah, because they're making going to the final four. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. Um, unfortunately, I would love it. All right, let's stick with college football. Army Navy is the best rivalry in all of sports. Oh, that one's so hard because I love it. I love it. It's certainly the oldest. Goes back to like 1890 or something like that. Like it's very well dated. Can't say no because if you do, you're anti-American. So I love it. I love that it's a standalone game. I love that it's not about cheering on these guys for their NFL futures. Just say no. But it's about the potential for leadership that they're going to bring to our country later on. There's a big but coming. It's just really hard when you think about other rivalries, though. Like when Duke, North Carolina are at their peak. And the Cameron Crazies are going. 
Ohio State, Michigan, when that rivalry is at its peak. It's just, it's just hard. I'm gonna plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. I'm pleading the fifth. Opt I love America. I've got a fun one for you. Don't pass line guy is the worst in the casino. Uh do you play craps? I don't play craps. Ah, this, I, I you need, need to say you this need, for Sean You needed Sean to be Dang here. Dang it. Uh, I've, I've sat or I've stood at a craps table trying to figure out what the hell Sean is doing <laughs> or what the hell you were doing. I don't know. I don't know. I've lived in Vegas now for almost three years. It's either it's either don't pass line guy or like mid-roll point give on me cashes in to the game. Give me an elevator pitch on why that guy is the worst. Because everybody at the table essentially is betting the pass line and the don't pass line is betting against you. Oh. So there's like that one so jack wagon. So it's like Josh Applebaum. But I love Josh. He's like the, Josh <laughs> is the nicest person on the planet. Don't pass line guy can rot in hell. <laughs> what so you it's, got? It's the contrarian of craps, which I am a contrarian too. I just texted Josh about a potential play mm. that I'll probably be giving out later on in the show. Do you want sports or non-sports? What do you want? Let's go sports for this one. All right. The Bucks will win the Eastern Conference. No. Ooh. I do not concur. As Dan, our producer, says in my ear, yes, yes, they will. Can we, uh, so Sean and I do cigar bets. What can I, and you used to do bets and, you know, put Matt Brown through hell on a nightly basis there. with Bets the, and consequences, so baby. If you don't know, Google it. Are you it. taking the Celtics? Yes. Okay. You take the Celtics. I take the Bucks. Put it in stone now. If one of those two teams, look, if the Sixers win, bet is void. I'll take the Bucks. you take the Celtics, and uh, we'll, we'll have to figure All out in. what the consequence will be. Absolutely. I'll come on the Lombardi line. Yes. And you come on uh, VEASAN primetime if the one wins, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll humiliate the other with something. I else. love it. Okay, because we did talk about um, Bloody Marys earlier, got tomatoes. Delicious. Got tomatoes on my brain. Raw tomatoes are disgusting. Do you concur? Totally concur. Um, I have a weird thing about tomatoes. I love tomato sauce. I love Bloody Marys. I love I love chunky salsa. I mean, I could just <laughs> eat chunky salsa all day, Stormy. You put a tomato on my sandwich, I will throw it at you. I yes. cannot. It's something about it the seeps, texture. It seeps into the bread too, and makes your bread have like this nasty sliminess. I can't. To it. I can't do it in salads. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I was listening to a podcast yesterday with uh, two of my good friends, and they had the same exact thing. I thought I was in the. Uh, I thought I was in the minority here, where you no. could eat tomato sauce and all these other things tomato based but i just can't eat a tomato i'm with you i'm the exact same way can't do ketchup it. as well i love. love ketchup you know what is particularly disgusting in the tomato game those little like cherry tomatoes that like they like explode, explode in your, in your mouth your ma oh, but my son disgusting. will sit there and just crush them he'll like i'll give him no. like 20 tomatoes pop, pop, pop. your son's so cute until i learned that <laughs> <laughs> uh do you concur aaron Rodgers will be a packer in 2023 I don't think it's out of the cards like most of the country seems to think. I know you're more on the side of the Packers keeping him than not. I'm very 50-50 on it. Like very, very 50-50 because I, I know the comments and reports that have come out that Green Bay is ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They're ready to give Jordan Love his chance, which by the way, I feel terrible for Jordan Love, but he's just been caught in the crossfires of this mess for the last, going on now three years, two off seasons of torture from Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, if I had to pick if he stays or if he goes, I would I would concur that he stays. Yeah, I think he 
ultimately stays and the contract is too too big of a hindrance for the Packers and he's got uh, it made he's got it made he has this ownership under his thing like under his he they will do anything that he has to do he he knows that he is in control of the situation yeah, he's think, in control I think he's ultimately gonna stay what else you got okay oh my turn sorry <laughs> in the same vein Lamar Jackson has played his final game in Baltimore. Do you concur? I concur. Uh, unfortunately, I, I would love for this marriage to work, but it just seems like it's, it's not playing out there. Um, they're going to tag him, and it certainly seems like he will not step foot on the field with uh, under the tag. So I concur, and uh, we'll see where he ultimately lands. The NFC South has a potential, Stormy, of getting a massive facelift outside of Kyle Trask at the quarterback position. If Atlanta goes out and gets Lamar Jackson, if Carolina gets Derek Carr or New Orleans, you could see a really massive shift in that division. Do you concur the Lakers will make the playoffs? Not the play-in, they will emerge out of said play-in and make the field of eight. So I do concur. And I'm glad that you phrased it that way because do I think that they're gonna win 14 of their last 22 games, probably not, to like actually cement a spot in the postseason. They do have a lot of Western Conference opponents on the schedule to come, so I think they can build up some equity there. No, I do not think they make the playoffs on their own, but I do think they make the play-in and advance out of it. I think that LeBron James and AD, if they are able to stay healthy come that time, they have the supporting cast they need. Malik Beasley in two in four it's red hot starts, last night. How about that? In four starts has two games already of twenty plus points. And on a day that LeBron and AD struggle, the role players elevated. So I think they can. My last one for you. Dating shows should have odds. That's that's the way you get people involved in these things. I mean we know the answer. I can watch someone them. knows the answer. Um, hmm. Nick Bogdanovich would disagree. This is all taped ahead of time. Yeah, I It's guess. like my guy, it's like... Uh, but they like, have to sign documents that they won't tell anybody, though. It's like my guy, Devin Walker, you know? He came on VEASAN primetime the night of the finale of the MTV The Challenge. He was a millionaire. We didn't know it. He could have told us. Hmm. I'm just see, saying, make the odds if you yourself. want me to watch The Bachelor, give me something to bet on. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Just because we don't have football games every week doesn't mean there's not a ton of action out there. Remember, everybody, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for all things, especially hoops and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. You can join them each week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parley Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. I also just realized something about myself when I do these reads. I like my hand just goes on its own hand rogue per- little journey. I'm a, I'm a hand talker myself. It's like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands just floating <laughs> around out there. Uh, excited to get into a little more NFL talk. The draft is approaching. The combine is going to be here in just before we know it to talk it all over. Ryan Wilson covers the NFL and NFL draft for CBS Sports on Twitter at Ryan Wilson CBS. Welcome in, Ryan. And I mean, what an exciting time. Things are going to come here fast and furious. Yeah, Stormy, I sort of describe it. People ask me if this is Christmas. It's more like being on day three in the casino and you haven't been outside yet. And I'm just sort of stumbling around as I work my way through all these prospects. (laughs) Uh, So it's fun. 
but also uh, I might need to take a little nap here and, and reset. <laughs> yeah, it is. I can only imagine the grind that you must be going through this time of year and everybody asking you a lot of the same questions, which I'm going to have to lead off with because we all want to know what the Bears are going to do with that top overall pick. Are they going to keep it? Are they going to trade it? Are they going to trade Justin Fields? What do you think um, ultimately Chicago is going to do in this spot? I mean, it makes sense to to trade down, right? And the good news for the Bears is that this draft class at the quarterback position is a million miles better on paper than it was a year ago when there were no trades and only one quarterback won the first round, and that was Kenny Pickett at number 20. So I, I can't envision a situation where the Bears trade Justin Fields because even if you do trade Justin Fields, that means you're using that first overall pick to take a quarterback that you could use to help Justin Fields in terms of offensive linemen, in terms of defensive linemen, in terms of wide receivers. So it would be extremely short-sighted, even if you say love Bryce Young. Uh, and also, you have to think about Justin Fields, the situation he was in. If he were in San Francisco, he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame right now, it sort of feels like. But in <laughs> Chicago, Matt Nagy didn't do him, do him any favors in year one. Last year took about half a season for him to get acclimated to that offense. He and Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, to get on the same page. And once they did, they started having success. So I think now what you do is you have to build around him. Because you're in a division that's sort of wide open with Aaron Rodgers and the uncertainty in Green Bay. And if you can just put some pieces around Justin Fields where he's not having to do everything, I think you're on the right track. And the other thing, Stormy and, and, and Tim, is if you trade down, even if you trade down, say, four spots with the Colts, for example, you are going to get a boatload of picks. You're going to get the number four pick. You're gonna, you'll probably get a first-round pick next year. You'll get some day-two picks this year next year. And, and then you suddenly have a team that you can work with that can compete right away as opposed to saying, well, let's see what happens in 2024. We're talking to Ryan Wilson, covers the NFL draft for CBS. Follow him on Twitter, at Ryan Wilson CBS. Ryan, you know, the draft is so interesting because it's it's all about what you hear as opposed to what you think. Because, you know, I could think Anthony Richardson's amazing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what people inside front offices think. And the reason I bring that name up is the odds market this week has gone bonkers about Anthony Richardson potentially going number one. Uh, there are some shops out there have gone from 100 to one down to seven to one uh, regarding Anthony Richardson. So what is the latest you've heard about the Florida quarterback? And is he rising up uh, some draft boards across the league from what you've heard? Yeah, I'm sort of smirking, Tim, because it, it on some level, it feels like Trevon Walker from a year ago. On another level, it feels like a media creation and uh, a misgaging by the markets, right? And, and unlike other markets, it, it feels like there's very few incentives for teams to let the media know what their plans are. And that's why these draft markets feel so volatile at times. And when I talk to teams in the fall... They thought Anthony Richardson was a, a, a great athlete with great potential. No one thought he was going to be the first overall pick after the, the season. Now, at the beginning of the year, if he had lit the world on fire, absolutely. But the way he played, the, the volatility, to keep using that word, in his game from one week to the next is troubling enough that, number one, you want him to return to school, and teams were, were hoping that that would happen. Number two, uh, you if he's coming out, you have to understand that he is an absolute project. So... You cannot put him on the field in day one. And look, maybe he does go first overall, but that feels like um, a million universes from this one. It doesn't feel like something that's that's going to happen here. I mean, I would put the chances at, at less than 5% based on the people I've spoken with, but crazier things have happened, I suppose, um, including Trevon Walker. But it feels like if you're in a situation where you need a quarterback, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud uh, are your two top picks. And if you're concerned about the height weight with Bryce Young, just take C.J. Stroud. He, he can play right away. Anthony Richardson cannot. 
Um, but he could end up being the best player in this entire draft class five years from now. You just don't know. And, and the risk when you're a general manager is that you're not going to be here in five years anyway to find out. You're going to get fired next year. So that that's <laughs> some of the, the the sort of conservative math that, that the coaches and GMs are doing as well. It's just crazy to think how much of the narrative is that people think that because of what Josh Allen did a few years ago and what he has become that hey, we can turn anybody into this. We can turn Anthony Richardson into this because his upside is so high. His potential is there. But I always say potential just means you haven't done anything yet. Um, But is he going to be Josh Allen? Is he going to be Cam Newton? Only time will tell. But I'm curious where you think a good fit for him would be. A team that stood out to me as a possibility was maybe Detroit and that he could be somebody who gets to sit behind a Jared Goff for a little while, get comfortable, and then kind of ascend into the NFL starting role? What do you think? Where where, where would a good landing spot be for him? Yeah, sorry, my default answer is always San Francisco because anyone, I mean, you or I could probably win eight or nine football games for the 49ers. (laughs) But number two is the Detroit Lions, right? Because you need a situation where there's infrastructure, and it's funny to say that about the Lions, but they're a good football team. You need an offensive line. Their offensive line is one of the best in the league. Uh, you need playmakers. They have Amon Ross St. Brown. They have the, the running back situation settled. And the defense does have to get better. But in terms of the offensive inf- infrastructure, that is there for Anthony Richardson. And you have good coaches. And all those things together certainly make it much more appealing than, say, the, the commanders. Or we don't know about the Texans with their new coaching situation. Maybe they're going to be different this year. But last year's Colts team would have been an absolute disaster for someone like Anthony Richardson. And, you know, he's drawn comparisons to Malik Willis. And, and I think they they sort of stopped at the point of the lack of experience. But we saw last year Malik Willis had to play because Tannehill was hurt and it didn't go well. And I fear that's what will happen with mm. with uh, Anthony Richardson in the wrong situation. Um, I don't know if he plays for the Lions. Does he have a good rookie season? He probably still struggles, but it would be better than if he went to a team uh, like, for example, the Bears, where that team would probably win zero football games and it would only be 5% Anthony Richardson's fault. Ryan Wilson joining us from CBS covers the NFL draft last year, the wide receiver market. We knew there would be a bunch that go uh, in the first round. Ultimately six went, and Drake London was the first one off the board, which was a bit of a surprise. It went kind of back and forth. Would it be Garrett Wilson? You know, Jamison Williams was, uh, was healthy this year. I'm really fascinated. And you look at the betting market right now, Ryan, everyone's plus money. Different mocks have Quentin Johnston going first. I've seen others have Jordan Addison. Is Jackson Smith and Jigba fully healthy? How do you right now look at this wide receiver class uh, at the, at this moment in time? And do you think it's just going to be a really uh, situation that's just fluid about who could be the first wide receiver off the board? This class isn't that deep in wide receiver, which feels like a weird thing to say, given that the last five or six years we've seen the, the wide receiver position evolve and be incredibly deep around draft time. But you mentioned Quentin Williams. Uh, Quentin Johnson, excuse me, and, and Jordan Addison. And I do a podcast with with Rick Spielman, uh, the former Vikings general manager, and he loves Quentin Johnson. I love Quentin Johnson as well, but he's old school and he likes him because he's a big, fast playmaking target. But also you go, you guys know this time of year is when you start to hear uh, players get dinged for certain reasons that didn't pop up during the fall. And Quentin Johnson, is he fast enough? I think he's plenty fast and he plays fast. And, and I love the idea of pairing him with a young quarterback because he's such a huge target. He makes plays all over the place. And uh, when you talk about Jordan Addison, he's 5'11", probably 175. He's going to run a great time next week. But he can do everything from all positions, uh, wherever you line up on the field. He's just not a big target. So that's the math you're doing and what you're looking for. I like Quentin Johnson to go first, uh, but I don't think Jordan Addison is going to be far behind him if he's the next uh, when he is the next wide receiver off the board. Um, only about a minute or so left here, Ryan, but – 
in terms of defensive players, who's your top defensive player coming off the board? Jalen Carter, and it's close, but a fantastic young man playing defensive tackle for Georgia. Will Anderson's 1B, and that's not a real surprise, but a name to keep an eye on is Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Uh, we talked to him at the Senior Bowl, me and Rick, and he didn't he didn't work out because of uh, foot injury. He is long. He is explosive. And there will be conversations about those three players, which one goes first off, as a defensive player. Uh, Jalen Carter's the, the easy pick. If you're looking for some long odds, longer odds, Tyree Wilson could be that guy because he is going to be dominant next year. Yeah, just to quickly jump in here in the final 30 seconds, Ryan, is Tyree Wilson this year's Trayvon Walker because of just the what can be with him? It already is with him. That's the thing. Like you watch Texas Tech tape, he he flashes. The issue is that Will Anderson and and Jalen Carter are ahead of him. I think he's better right now than than uh, Trevon Walker was, and I think he'll be better next year as a rookie than Trevon Walker was in year one for the Jaguars. You're the man. Awesome stuff. Appreciate you. Thank you guys. It's Ryan Wilson. Uh, make sure you check him out on Twitter at Ryan Wilson CBS. They did a a live draft this week too. He and a former NFL GM and another one of his colleagues over at CBS kind of pretending to make trades and who they thought would pick who. Really interesting stuff. We're going to step aside, but more follow the money rolling on here from Circus Sportsbook live in Las Vegas. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, the DraftKings Casino has paid out some huge wins. A player bet $4.50, won 41000 bucks on triple jackpot gems. Another better put $15 in and won $30,000 on 7-7 Surge. A different big winner bet 5 bucks and won 20000 
on Lock It Link Nightlife. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers can get a deposit match up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds when they sign up. Download the DraftKings Casino app and use the code VSIN to claim this offer. That's V-S-I-N. Now, Tim and I gave you the report earlier from The Athletic that evidently in February of 2002, former Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson made a request to ownership that he would like head coach Pete Carroll and general manager John Schneider fired. He would also like in that report for Sean Payton to be the man that would step in in Seattle should that happen. Um, Now, after this athletic report comes, very quickly after, Russell Wilson and his PR team have crafted a lovely tweet in response to this, Tim. I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me, and John, John Schneider, the GM of the Seahawks, believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Okay, that wasn't in the tweet. I added that. But uh, then he also just tweeted. If it was verbal, he would have One minute that. ago, Stormy just tweeted, focused on moving ahead, best. Sorry, focused on moving forward, best is ahead. There you go. Your latest I from thought, I thought when Russell you, Wilson's Twitter feed. The way you punched the best, I thought it was like how you um, end an email. Best, oh, Tim Murray. I do end that. That's how I always end. Is that, is that yeah. how you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. It's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Solid, clean. Um... I don't know. I <laughs> I kind of feel like uh, Ron Burgundy. I don't believe you. This is it feels very calculated. It's a, a he said he said thing. So there's you know, never going to be proof of this. No. I guarantee there's nothing in writing Can about I, it. I've said this a, a a million times. This will be the million first on this network. I love doing what we do because at the end of the day, someone's right, someone's wrong. It's what we do, and, and look, the speculatory stuff is, is, is certainly fun. You know, who's the best ever? But the majority of the time when we're on this network, right, there's going to be a winner and a loser, right? So last night, I liked a money line parlay. I can't really go uh, say, you know, uh, this habit, that habit. I was wrong. At the, at the end of the day, I was wrong. So I don't know how this ultimately plays out. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a story here for today, couple days, whatever, mm-hmm. and then it'll go away. And Russell Wilson will play for the Denver Broncos. Pete Carroll and John Schneider will continue to do what they do in Seattle. And that's that. So, you know, I don't know how this ultimately concludes here, Stormy. I tend to, when I see well-sourced things like the report that came out of Seattle from The Athletic, I tend to believe that more so than a tweet coming out from the player saying, right. oh, this is not true. Because he just wants to cover himself. Sure. So Broncos that Nation. is what it is. Less right. Yeah, and we're even like joking over here when we say Russell Wilson and his PR team. Obviously, oh, sure. not that we know that for sure, but like we know that. <laughs> it, it, was, it was smart. And, you know, Russell Wilson throughout his career has been incredibly He's been like very that. well calculated yes. with, with the things that he says and, and the timing of them all. It was very smart to get ahead of this, to put that out, and to try to put it to bed because he's probably, I mean, he's, it's February. He's not going to be in front of a microphone for a while unless he does a radio interview or something like that. Hey, Russ, if you want to come on 
follow the money or yeah. Lombardi but, line or whatever. Come the, on in. That's the beauty of social media that yep. you can have your voice, say what you need to say and put it out there. I mean, that's why Aaron Rodgers does what he does, right? So that he can just put things to bed. He goes on the well, show once a week, says what he's going to say, even if it's misleading. That dark room was not what you made it out to be, Aaron, but that's neither here nor there. Vacation. Let's keep talking quarterbacks, okay, though, let's do it. Um, because one of the landing spots that's been talked about a lot for Aaron Rodgers has been the Las Vegas Raiders. But there have been a lot of reports out there saying that the Raiders are exploring different QB options, which who could blame them, especially considering the Jets seem to be the top landing spot for Aaron. Should he go somewhere? Um, but that even is in question because more than likely, at least in mine and Tim's opinion, like maybe I'm 55% to the thought that he's just going to stay in green Bay. Um, but who do you think will be the Raiders next quarterback? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they'll still explore the avenues of, of trading for Aaron Rodgers, but it's going to cost, as you mentioned about Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr, whether, whatever you think about Derek Carr, at the end of the day, it's going to cost a franchise money and cap space, not trade, not assets, assets, right? So New Orleans, Carolina, the Jets, whoever ultimately signs their car is just sign them to a contract. Is it going to be too lucrative? We'll figure that out as it goes. Aaron Rodgers is under contract. And if he's traded, it's a massive cap hit uh, to the Packers. And they're going to have a lot of maneuvering to try to figure out okay, we're going to have, I think it was like $40 million worth of a cap hit if he's traded this year. Um, and that's why there was a report yesterday here in Las Vegas uh, from, from someone who covers the team that said, the Raiders are looking in different directions and won't be getting Aaron Rodgers. That's, not, that's a report that's not you know, factual, but it seems to make some sense, right? You're going to have to trade a ton of assets. Last year, you traded your first and second round pick to get Devontae Adams. Derek Carr has walked out the door. You don't really have a young quarterback unless you believe in Jared Stidham. So the Raiders, they have their first round pick. Do you want to trade that and maybe more and then be hit with, you know, the cap situation of Aaron Rodgers? Or do you want to pair up Josh McDaniels with a quarterback that he's familiar mm -hmm. with in Jimmy Garoppolo? And obviously, you know, he's, he was familiar with Jared Stidham too. Mm -hmm. and, and he played a little bit there too. And, the potential stormy of the Raiders, maybe they fall in love with the quarterback in this year's draft. And do they, are they able to get Will Levis, Anthony Richardson? Do they trade up to try to get one of those quarterbacks? That remains to be seen, but I, I would tend to agree with this report, even though when he was playing in that celebrity golf tournament, right? He, he told, uh, who is it? Amanda Renner is her last name. Now, Jonas used to be her last name. Um, Hey, well, yeah, we heard all about the, the Raiders fans and all that. At the end of the day, he's under contract, right? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I, I think the Raiders, it won't be Aaron Rodgers in, in Vegas. Yeah. Even though I know you were looking forward to uh, maybe having him as your neighbor. Uh, I could, I, I would pass. Pass? You know, he's Jimmy little... Garoppolo, you want as your neighbor? No, I'll take it. No. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's one of those things, though, where, like, I understand the Rodgers, you know, reuniting with Devontae Adams sounds attractive and all that, but I, I do like the pairing of Garoppolo with Josh McDaniels. The thing that concerns me when it comes to Garoppolo, which always has, is that in San Francisco, like Ryan mentioned a little bit ago when we were talking about the draft, with teams that have the 49ers specifically that have so many weapons around you, you can make any quarterback look good. 
Um, and even with that offense making him look good, he still had these errant throws and things that we look back on and we're like, oh, okay, can he really be the guy going to a Raiders team that defensively has never been able to give Derek Carr support? And I am like, I am a Derek Carr apologist. What can I say? I am totally in the camp that Derek Carr got dealt a kind of raw deal in Vegas. And he had six different head coaches that he had to go through. You have the the draft assets that you think are going to be star players on your team that don't work out for off the field things. You have um, a, a defense, like I mentioned, that everybody talks about, oh yeah, the Raiders defense isn't good. No kidding, but you don't realize that it's actually in Derek Carr's tenure been the worst defense over that time in the NFL. So putting a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo in that situation worries me a little bit that the offense just isn't going to produce at the level it needs to overcome that. Yeah, and and just going back to the Raiders, right? They're they're sitting there at number seven, um, and we'll see how the quarterbacks you know cascade down in, in this draft and. It's up to the Raiders front office here to evaluate all of these quarterbacks, you know, whether it be Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, who's skyrocketing up boards. <laughs> They're going to have to trade, it would seem, to go get in the C.J. Stroud camp. But sitting there at seven, as we saw with the, the Eagles, if you hit on your rookie quarterback, man, it is so massively advantageous because then you can build around a cheap quarterback. So I think ultimately, if you're the Raiders utilizing number seven, maybe at quarterback, going potentially to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, in that division, man, can't mess around, right? you got Russell Wilson with Sean Payton now. You've got Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. You've got to hit on the quarterback position. Okay, our three of all the money is upon us. When we come back, college basketball analyst over at Stadium, Jeff Goodman, will join us in about a half hour from there. Stanford Steve of ESPN Sports Center with SVP. He'll hop on the show as well. Plenty more to come as we roll along here live from Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 